Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Pharmacast, the podcast from the School of Pharmacy at Queen's University Belfast. My name is Dr. Dan Corbett. I'm a senior lecturer at Digital Education here at the school. And this is the second of our series of two podcasts around our 2023 graduations and celebrating our class of 2023. Delighted to be joined by two of our very esteemed BSc students, um, one for both of our main BSc pathways. So delighted to be joined, as I said, by Ellen Bickerstaff, who has just graduated with a degree in pharmaceutical sciences um, and a sample version of that we'll talk a little bit about that later on and also by Zara Dowds who has received a degree in pharmaceutical biotechnology um, and also undertook the sandwich version of that course as well so welcome to both of you Hi. Um, we're speaking here a little bit later than we did with our M farm guys who um, we had a chat with before graduation it was a, a couple of days before graduation you guys graduated a couple of days ago now on Monday of this week how was it how was the whole experience good Enjoy it. Nerve wracking. <laughs> but it was yeah. fine. In terms of walking across the stage, is that the nerve wracking bit? Yeah. Uh, in case you fell. Yeah. You're in the heels. Tricky with heels, right? Yeah, it's um, yeah, there's a potential disaster yeah. there whenever you're kind of doing <laughs> these things. But you handled it all very well. Um, it was a great day. Really great to see all of you graduating and having a bit of time, time to celebrate the achievements over the course of the last four years for you guys in terms of the yeah. BSE program. Yeah. And it's just when you kind of say four years, it probably doesn't seem like it's no very quick. Four years. <laughs> yeah, especially quick. the two middle years flew through. I think. Yeah, it goes very very quickly, particularly when you're out on placement and that sort of thing yeah. too. And yeah. Yeah. Before you know it, you think it's going to be a long time, and then you're on the other side and getting ready to keep going with jobs and careers <laughs> and all that fun <laughs> stuff too. But look, thanks very much uh, to both of you for for coming along. And having a little bit of a chat as i've mentioned we do just want to kind of celebrate your achievements celebrate the class graduating again this year um and just to hear a little bit more about your experiences and all of those sorts of things so what i'll do kind of similar to the the podcast that we did with sean and matthew a few days ago was really to kind of go back in time around four years or so ago um just before you guys had started the the programs that you were on um maybe ellen if i start with you in terms of how have you come to be here why that particular course why the sandwich version of it and all of those sorts of things um so in upper sixth i actually decided that i was going to do the one without a sandwich year and it was my second choice so i wanted to do pharmacy and i was working in boots down in city center mm-hmm. and then i didn't get the grades that i wanted but when i came here to like the open night that they had i spoke to sharon and sharon was like if i were you i would do the pharmacy year because if you want to do research there's no harm in doing you know being a pharmacist mm-hmm. and then going on to do research so I put it first even though I knew deep down that I wanted to do research I didn't really want to work in community but just with the experience that I'd had in the store that I was working in and then the, I didn't get the grade so that sort of made my mind mm-hmm. up and then after the first year of uni obviously we went into Covid in March and I was like I can't go in to second year knowing that I only like I'm a third way through my course and I don't feel like I'm that experience so then in second year we did like you have to do sessions with Rebecca to see like to like apply for industry so I was like I'm gonna do change the the sandwich year like if I get a placement it's great if I don't it's not a big deal and then when I went through the interview process I got a place with Almac so that's why I ended up doing a sandwich year but it wasn't ever really in my mind I just wanted to get uni over and done with but having a lack of lab experience in uni because of covid yeah. i think pushed me towards wanting to do 
something in a lab to get me that experience yeah so a little bit of serendipity along the way in yeah terms of everything definitely changed along the, my route of uni yeah and a, a few people i've been speaking to you know after graduation and stuff i think that's been the route for a lot of people is you know kind of making some changes and that flexibility to be able to do that's quite nice too and, yeah and you've you've done very well to make those changes <laughs> and kind of make the most of what was a very challenging situation a, a few years ago Sarah, what about yourself how come you ended up doing what you were doing so I had no idea what I wanted to do coming in September of upper sixth, no idea and the careers teacher was like okay you need to pick something because you need to apply <laughs> so my chemistry and biology teachers told me to go for pharmacy okay. so I did that but then again like Ellen I didn't get the grades okay. but I'd seen the biotech course yeah. as well and both of my teachers the same two thought this is a really cool new course like it would be really good for you and it was them that sort of said you're to do the placement year yeah. like if you have the opportunity to do that it's so invaluable and not many places offer it sure. um so that was sort of it was my insurance but i was sort of i didn't really mind which one i got or which one i didn't and then obviously results day came got into biotech and didn't look back yeah the so, rest is history yeah it's sort history. of undecisiveness from upper yeah. six hour yeah. got me here yeah and look again that, that's been a kind of bit of a common thread and conversations i've had around that which is yeah that sort of indecision at that kind of school leaving stage and trying to work out what would give you the best options so it's all worked out very well in the end thankfully. i think so. you're always um pushed towards sciences mm-hmm. i know when i my school anyway it was like unless you did sciences you were going to do law yeah and I wasn't. That was not my thing that I wanted to do whatsoever. <laughs> so I just always kept like the science end open. And yeah. I loved geography, so like that was always my choice. It was to have subjects that I liked. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily like chemistry, but I knew it would help me along the way. Yeah, yeah. So, and here we are. You yeah, need you, know. you need it for this course. That's yeah, for sure. You do, <laughs> yeah. especially yeah. first year. Yeah, it's definitely very important to get you through those those first formative years as well. And yeah, and here we are, four years later, and, and all the other side of everything. So, kind of staying back back in time a little bit in the time machine. So you got your applications in, um, had your offers accepted, got yourself started under the course. How was that move from sort of secondary school level education in the university? Do you remember back that far? I'm sure it's probably a bit of a blur. I remember being extremely tired. Because <laughs> my dad works in City Hospital, so I would have either drove in with him or I'd had to get the train depending yeah. on what days we had. But it was it felt basically like we were in nine to five okay. every single day. Maybe apart from like one day in the week. And then that one day of the week, you try to catch up on your coursework. Yeah. So yeah. it was very, it was a shock to the system because obviously in high school, obviously you're still in Monday to Friday, yeah. but you know, you're home and in the house for about half four. <laughs> and you know, it was fine because you had like, you could have your downtime within yeah. like your period, like your study periods yeah. and whatever, but you don't have that in uni. But yeah, Always something uh, yeah it was difficult to adjust, but it wasn't like a shock to the system. I just felt once it got to Halloween, I was so glad to have that reading week to, like, to catch yeah. up. Yeah. Sarah, what about yourself? Yeah, I think my school was quite small and it was an all-girls school. So to come up to Belfast and it'd be a much... I mean, the biotech course and the sciences course is small, but mm-hmm. those first year, you're kind of all in the pharmacy. Yeah. So you're thrown into this lecture hall and you're like, sort of, what's going on? How do I take notes? How do I like adjust? I'm, I think one of our chemistry lectures didn't have stuff on Canvas. So it was like... Yeah oh goodness what if I miss this but sure. you do you get used to it really like really really quickly yeah. it is but it is a big shock coming I think it's trying to learn which style is your best way of learning because mm-hmm. yeah first year I didn't have a laptop or an iPad mm-hmm. I had just a notebook because like you didn't need it in school like, yeah. we got them in high school but obviously it was very outdated from when I was in first year of high school so I went in and made like paper notes yeah. And then at Christmas time, I was like, this is not working because you can't take everything down that the lecturer's saying, even remembering what slide they were talking yeah, around. So it was much easier to, so I got an iPad and then 
able to like write on the slide i found that Mm -hmm. a lot easier yeah but it's it took me maybe six months to realize like that's how i need to learn things and you don't really get advice on that but i don't know how you'd get advice on that it's just you're so used to getting a workbook or a book yeah in high school and then you come here and it's like okay listen but you're not sure to listen or to write yeah yeah, no, <laughs> yeah you're trying to watch what's going on and then write at the same time and that's something i really struggled with was writing and listening at the same time yeah, yeah and i can't type fast yeah no. so neither. i was like i can't get a laptop because like i'll have one word down and then i'm like what did she say yeah. i can't hear her yeah and this is the thing with the advice the advice kind of is you know it's trial and error yeah. in terms of the best way to study because yeah we we kind of know that when you guys are coming in from school that it, yeah it's it's paper notes and it's kind of having some chance yeah. to, to write on these things and kind of go through things like past paper questions quite a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. and that's obviously very different to how things are done at university level so yeah that's that's one of the challenges that a lot of first year students say is I'm kind of used to writing out my notes and using lots of highlighter pens yeah. and all those types Although of things. Although now it's probably not such an issue because everything's recorded so yeah. that's the yeah. only good thing that came out of COVID is you can listen to it back mm. so you don't miss anything which yeah. is In first great. year it was like once was like it was like known that we were going to be online it was a shock because you're like what if i didn't go to a lecture and i missed somebody speak something like you couldn't just go back Mm -hmm. you'd have to ask somebody like who was there like did you get notes which i think was like great to have the recordings like not to have to rely on somebody else to their notes or them not sending you notes i guess so and what other sort of things did you have to do to adjust so there was the kind of the study approach in terms of the note taking um ellen you've already mentioned a little bit about how it's a bit more intense to say the least than than school kind of be what other sort of things did you have to get used to how did you do that adjustment was it a matter of time was it a matter of kind of just maybe thinking about how you organized your time differently maybe to how maybe teachers have told you to do it before i would say i'm a to-do list person and that's how i find that's how i had to do things because if i didn't like a subject or i didn't like a topic i would just put it to the end and that didn't necessarily make it any easier because you still had to come to it and in first year it was i felt like you had one deadline after another with microbiology Mm -hmm. being the main one that i it was like every week and you felt like you just handed in the next one and it was just it was awful like you always felt like you were behind but i think what the good thing about first year was you had everybody around you and you could go in and say are you struggling with that or how far along are you with that and then you were like okay i'm actually ahead or i'm on target it's fine mm-hmm. i think it's probably been difficult for the ones who have started in covid when they've not had that support of other people yeah to get them through that first stage of uni because i think that's what helped me was the people being like no i'm struggling or i'm finding that okay yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been one of the challenges. I think that's kind of come through with conversations over the last while, particularly as we're getting to the point where you guys are graduating and haven't been, you know, spent a lot of your time studying during COVID. Was that, you know, the actual studying bit probably wasn't as bad as people had maybe feared, but it was that isolation and not being with people and maybe being able to compare. Yeah, you know, I'm stressed out with trying to get all the stuff done ahead of exams and stuff too, and that is valuable. You know, being able to kind of have a yarn make sure that everyone else yeah. is kind of on the same page as you so uh, that was level one there's obviously a lot of transition i guess for want of a better expression in terms of getting used to those things and, and kind of yeah handling timelines and how to study talk to me a little bit about the rest of the program so uh, you know again we're kind of mentioning the covid word yet again because yeah. a podcast can't go by without talking about it but how was that experience for the time that you were studying kind of within COVID and then as we've come out of that over the last you know year and a half and so what have the, the positives been of that because it's obviously it was a challenging time it obviously wasn't enjoyable for you guys in terms of the general COVID life as it was for a couple of years there but you know what, what were the positives out of that in terms of your studying in terms of your experience at the school 
those sorts of things? I think recorded lectures was a massive positive came out of that because you got the chance to look back on lectures and it, it yeah, it wasn't nice being in with people, but you were still able to get yeah. involved in it. And the biotech course, because it's so small, we actually had a lot of our lectures were live anyway. Mm-hmm. So like at least once or twice a week, this was maybe six of us, I think at the time, we'd have been on a call with the lecturer. So then sure. it, you should have got to know them, even though you couldn't see them in person. It was mm-hmm. quite good that way that you weren't completely isolated. Yeah. And then they did the weekly catch-up calls as well. Yeah, I was um, going to say, really that would helped. be the thing maybe that I would maybe introduce into the course in person. Mm-hmm. Do you know, for once a month even, a catch-up session yeah. of people to have the opportunity to put in questions into a page or into a group chat and have that, even if it was on Teams, mm-hmm. that catch-up call. Because sometimes at the time, you're not sure what to ask, but maybe a month down the line, you're like, I can't really grasp that. I'm not really getting my head around it. So it'd be good if you know we could have a couple of lectures mm. online or in person, yeah. because during COVID, when I was stuck with something, if you emailed them, they got straight back because that was the only way that mm-hmm. they could. And then if it was any further, you would have had your catch up call. Yeah. So I thought that was always helpful, you know, reassuring that maybe other people were in the same boat because yeah. other people had emailed in questions, but in person you might not ask a question. Yeah. So yeah. It's more yeah, I know. I definitely did in yeah. person, but online, it, I, I would go ahead. <laughs> Even in like yeah. the Teams chat, just messaging, yeah. I think that was a good way. It made you like feel a bit more comfortable yeah. and confident. I would say with like using like online devices and things like that, yeah. because before it was just like downloading your notes onto your iPad and writing them down, and then if you had a query, you'd maybe email, but you had to email, yeah. so you had one option yeah, yeah that was another sort of big transition with all of this too which was that kind of move for everybody to online and yeah. lots of people were learning you know including academic staff in the school and across the university and i think that's one thing that a lot of people have really taken away which is that sort of blended approach of having yeah. some stuff online having the stuff that makes sense to have in a room in a room and there's a benefit there in terms yeah. of being able to come back and revisit content as you both said to be able to ask questions in different ways to be able to ask questions after the class has taken yeah. place because you know you, you guys have both mentioned it's sometimes a scramble to write everything down that's kind of being mentioned trying to do that trying to listen to what yeah, you know. some lectures have a different approach as well yeah. as in like they'll have a slide and it's just a slide and then they talk around it mm-hmm. And if you're in a lecture theatre, you're trying your best to get every <laughs> sentence down, but you can't. So I found that even this year there was lectures like that, but yeah. then having the live recording of that in the lecture, you're like, okay, I can just pause that. Yeah. It's completely like, it, when you were there, it put less stress on you actually having to listen to every single second yeah, and pay attention Yeah, yeah. rather than trying to write it down because writing it down, you might write down the wrong thing or the right term or whatever. So then pausing it was great. I found that like with a lot of lectures, that was their style. And once that you actually got used to that, you learn more yeah. rather than just slides with the words on them. Yeah, with notes on them. Yeah, and, yeah you spend more time just worried about getting the words Because quite often you'd write something down and come back to look at it and be like, what on earth did <laughs> or I what mean? Is that or it's like, you've no idea. So then yeah. you can go back and look. Yeah, I remember those days of just yeah having to and back in when things were black and white when I was doing the you know my degree it was there was no way to come back and kind of see what was there and that is obviously kind of handy in terms of how it was all done. So yeah, you know obviously a challenging time. You guys have both handled it exceptionally well though as we're kind of out of the other side of things. Uh, 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 an interesting thing I wanted to talk to both of you about was the fact that you both did the the sandwich forms of the the degree courses here at the school. Um, and it sounds a little bit kind of strange to have the word sandwich in there, but essentially that means you guys are both out on work placement and you guys are both out for a year is that right uh, yeah i just i did a year and two months okay. was, so. and you were both at, at almac okay yeah. so look i mean i guess maybe bizarre just start with you in terms of what was that experience like what did you do what sort of teams were you working with um there? so i was in the global quality team which was a new team that only been set up a few months before i joined and it was completely different to 
anything we do in uni it was all quality and a lot of like quality management review it was sort of a lot of businessy stuff which was what I found quite difficult when I first came in my first assignment was to look at the business um metrics sure. and come up with new metrics and I had no idea what this was so <laughs> sort of going home and trying to research on Google and stuff but I think it's an invaluable experience I think even if you're on the course now or you're thinking of it you should do a placement because mm-hmm. I learned so much about like stock I was doing like stock checks for all the pharma services business yeah. unit I was checking like you know the packaging that you mm-hmm. get so I, it was my job to check to make sure it was correct before I went out okay. like you learn about so many things that you don't even no yeah. would need to be checked yeah. and like I wrote um a document that's now like in part of the Almac training and stuff nice. um so yeah it was really really great experience and I'd really really recommend it and you learn about like in our third year you do an industrial module mm-hmm. um so I think it really really helped doing yeah. a placement to come back because then when you're learning about it you can put it in context because yeah. you've seen how yeah. it works so yeah I was really really great I really enjoyed it Good. that's what I was going to ask which was you know a lot of students that go out on the placement say if they come back and it's either allowed them to put learning into practice that they've got over the course of a few years before or whenever they come back on to you know complete their final year it really helps along with that sort of yeah. stuff so yeah that experience there and, and or those more sort of regulatory type aspects yeah it was it wasn't very sciencey which was a sort of a bit of a shock to yeah. me but it was good for like the regulatory side and we actually in my department they did a like a student mentorship thing. Okay. So there was six placement students across three departments and they let us like tour sciences. Brought We got talks from like different business units and the people in the teams had all come from different areas of Almac. So they all had a lot of knowledge. Um, so they all came and spoke to us and we did like the, there's like what, there's a test, I can't remember what it's called, but you do and you get your personality, like your workplace okay. personality, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was really, they let us do that, which okay. was really, really interesting um to see sort of and it's scarily accurate but to get <laughs> those sort of tools that a placement was yeah. really we got loads of opportunities yeah, yeah and i'm sure it's yeah it's, it's a bit more insightful in terms of what i guess career areas are yeah like, it's like a cast or something i can't remember what it's called okay. i think i remember your powerpoint yeah saying something like that i can't remember what you call it but yeah it was it was really interesting okay learned a little bit more about yourself from yeah definitely definitely um, ellen what about you in terms of your experience how did that compare to desires so i was an analyst in pharma services so i was doing dissolution tests and content uniformities and assays and they are all ran on HPLCs mm-hmm. so we had learnt about that in second year with Enico yeah. you know the theory behind an HPLC but not actually got to practice it I think we did like a personalised like online you know you put, put your lab coat on put your goggles on okay. sort of one yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't actually get to see an HPLC yeah. because of COVID yeah. so when I was applying for that one of the questions was do you know what it is so I knew what it was yeah. and I was like do you have any practice with us and I obviously didn't yeah, yeah but i felt i uh, um i emailed anico about that and he was like if you want you can come see one right he was like or i can give you just a bit more information sure. so he gave me a bit more information and then that got me through to the interview process but most of my work was hplc like there's other departments that did you know water content whatever and i think if i had more time we were going to get we had got a new project in with eli Lilly, mm-hmm. and we were going to be doing water content with it so my like line manager was very good in terms if i wanted to learn something he was going to push for the training, but okay. it's just he ran out of time, yeah. obviously, with most of the things. But like doing appearance tests and on tablets to make sure that they passed. Um, out of the whole time, there was only one that failed, but it was like a chip on a tablet. Okay. And it was, I would say, a third of the tablet had chipped off. Right. So you have to like investigate that. Um, it was interesting, again, because we hadn't done dissolutions mm-hmm. in person while we had, but it was like the demonstrators did it and you yeah, watched. Yeah. So you do that, you do a test when you arrive in. 
an LTPQ and you learn how to do a dissolution. Okay. And then you have to, so the first stage is you watch somebody do it. Yeah. And then the second stage is they watch you do it. Okay. And then the third stage is you do it and you're not allowed any help. Okay. And then you write it up in your like analytical worksheet. Sure. And then once you've got like, you've made no mistakes basically, <laughs> you're allowed to like actually go on and do the work. Okay. So I think that stressed me because I was like, oh my goodness, you're just like thrown in and it's like nobody's helping you. Yeah. But like, it's amazing at the end because yeah. there's people who even joined a month after me who were asking me for help and it was yeah. like wow <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. a placement student but like it's I can actually do yeah. something yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it's nice to know that people around you are able to like say like can you show me this mm. so I would say definitely do it as somebody who wasn't going to do one mm-hmm. it was definitely like a great experience and the people you make like friends with like I still meet up with them okay. and I, I love that because it's yeah. like I would have never got that experience if I hadn't done exactly. that. Exactly, and I, I think that you know the, the sort of overall bit there, that element is that sort of taking that theory that you would have learned here yeah. and having a chance to, sit, to actually put that into practice for a prolonged period of time and be part of a team and see how that actually feeds mm-hmm. into everything else, right? And it's it is those standards that kind of come along with pharmaceutical products. I think that some people out there might not necessarily realize are so stringent. You know, it's yeah. things like, well, if you put something chipped off a tablet, sure, it'll still be fine. Yeah. Whereas the reality is, if you're a oh, company, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> stop the presses, let's investigate so this. Definitely and, the things you have to follow. Like, I used to like like an appearance test because it was like something like, quite, not simple, but like, you know, it took you maybe maximum an hour. Yeah. And it didn't involve like setting anything up or any solutions. It was just you looked at the tablets and depending on the color of the tablet, used a certain tile. Mm-hmm. And then when I had that one that didn't work, I was like, "This is this is not what I wanted." Just before I wanted to go home, like <laughs> <laughs> this thing was going wrong. But the joys of working, yeah. In and like even if you had like you had to do a certain amount of tablets per yeah. batch, and if you didn't write that down in your analytical worksheet, you had to repeat the entire thing, yeah. even though in your head you know exactly what you've done. Yeah. We've just yeah. missed out like yeah. two yeah. instead of you know writing yeah. 12 or whatever you're, yeah. it's just crazy yeah. and i guess that ties into you know kind of further to what zara had mentioned where you know there's the, the bit of putting your hplc knowledge and that sort of purity testing into practice but that probably help with the understanding around the regulatory and qa and qc aspects yeah. too where you've gone and seen that you've seen what really puts stuff on yeah. hold or how to write in a, in a worksheet like yeah. i didn't think it would be that strict like but if you're you write something wrong it's your line through it yeah and it's like I've never done that before. You're trying to like overwrite <laughs> something. The and then yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, that's definitely an overwrite. You're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, change that three into an A. And yeah. I think that helps as well for final year because you have to take a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I sort of thought going on placement, oh, you're just a placement student. Mm. You'll not really have mm. to do much. And then one of my first few weeks, I had to do the quality management review for the whole pharma services. Mm. So I was emailing these like, managers being like hi um, can you make sure you do this or do that and you're like i've literally been here two weeks <laughs> but it makes you grow up quickly yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i think the feedback it's we- nice to have that work experience in the middle yeah. of uni yeah. and because we had went from being online it was a big jump to be back in yeah. with people because we were doing shifts i don't know if you were doing shifts. no i was we were in an office and then because of covid again we were only in maybe two, three days a week and you were in like two teams. Yeah. Yeah. So See, we had to do like, um, shift work because okay. of COVID because there were too many people yeah. to be in the yeah. lunchrooms. So that's what I hated. I would say I never want to do shifts again in my life <laughs> because it was like you did a week of like six to half two. Okay. And then nice early start. you did a week of half two to 11. Lovely. And then you did a normal week. And when I first started, it was two weeks early, two weeks late. There was no normal shift. Okay. And I didn't know how people were adjusting yeah, because yeah. I was just like, how can you go from this really like 
late night so then the next yeah. week just having to get up being in early. like there was I would be going to bed and being like I need to sleep I need to sleep and you can't sleep and then you're like driving down the motorway with your window down like I have to get to work like this is awful <laughs> I said I'm, I'm never doing shift work again yeah. I thought oh six to two will be no problem like yeah. that's not an issue and then I actually loved the late shift because you had your morning yeah yeah. And like you still do things, whereas I was so tired from the early shift that I couldn't see my friends mm. because I was like, I have to go home and sleep, yeah. and that probably knocked you off for the next yeah. shift. But <laughs> it's yeah. awful. The round the clock nature of the pharmaceutical industry. Really selling So you got through placements. You've obviously had a, a big impact there in terms of that that responsibility, and uh, you know that really chimes in with what we hear from employers for students to go out on placements, which is, you know, they're not going to give you that responsibility if you're not capable of doing so. You know, and you. Get are going out and being able to handle these things and handle that pressure where you know you maybe think you might not be able to do it yourself and then you kind of go and surprise yourself by emailing all the big wigs and, yeah. and kind of telling them <laughs> to do some stuff so you got through that you, you come back into into final year we've touched a little bit upon some of the sort of top modules that 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 helped out with what about your research projects because i know you both would have been you know sort of heavily involved in the research projects in terms of what you were doing there can you talk me through a little bit about what your projects were what you liked about those um ellen maybe i'll start with you on that um, so i was with enico doing mine and i was doing zen implants which okay. is a type of like protein mm-hmm. um and it was loaded with two antibiotics and they were going to be hopefully like implanted after surgery so that you wouldn't have any sur- like surgical infections mm-hmm. And um, we did that using the 3D printer. So I've never seen anything like that in, in process. So it was good, good to see that, I guess. Um, overall, it was the lab experience for me, like seeing how, you know, there's so many different like nationalities and cultures. And during my time in the labs, it was the World Cup. So <laughs> people were like the family sort of within the lab, you know, people with their bringing in like, foods from their cultures yeah, if their yeah. team was playing and you know cool. it was really nice to like have that feeling that everybody was like getting on and no matter if you were stuck in something somebody was straight behind you to help you yeah. so I don't know like the research process I think I would love it to be longer mm-hmm. in your final year because mm-hmm. it feels like you're in the labs for such a short period yeah, of time yeah. time always flies when yeah. you're in the lab and you're doing something you enjoy but, you know it's, it's a it is a fairly lengthy project as projects go but yeah, it's one of those things where once you're getting into something and yeah, kind of, yeah, we're somewhere. longer than the pharmacy ones. I think they yeah. only get four weeks. We get eight. Yeah. But even still, I think it's because you do four weeks and then it's uh, Christmas and yeah, then you do another yeah, four weeks and then it's back to lectures yeah. and you're like, oh, back yeah. here. Always a good sign to <laughs> be wanting to do more or something yeah. like that too. Um, Zara, what about yourself? How did your project go? Yeah, I loved my project. I absolutely loved it. I was in Professor Morton's lab investigating the role of furin in cancer um, and lung cancer cells. So they'd her group had done a lot of work and they had a furin inhibitor and basically we were just looking to see what would happen if we inhibited furin in the cancer cells um but i just thought it was really really great experience especially because not having that lab experience everyone on that team was just so helpful and you know i was splitting my own cells you were sort of left to like do Eliza's do everything by yourself which is <laughs> kind of scary again, yeah. but also it's um it's really really cool just yeah. to be able to come in and be like okay i know what i'm doing and at the start you're sort of like oh my goodness this is a lot but by the end of the like eighth week you know what you're coming into the lab to do yeah. you, and it you i'm the same as ellen would have liked it to be longer because you're sort of going oh i wish i had time to do this yeah. wish i had time to do that but i think it's it's i think one of the best bits of the course is the fact you get to do a research yeah. project because even the lab time and then writing up your project because that's the, the first time you sort of see things like that mm-hmm. yeah like it sounds so silly but like even your review papers and your research papers you don't look at that in first yeah. and second year and then it gets to third year and that's a lot of your work like yeah. you have to review articles and things like that yeah. so it's 
you kind of wish it was earlier on so that you mm-hmm. could see what you're going to be working with in yeah. the future. But like, it's an amazing way to get to like look at other people's work. Yeah, exactly. I think it's good as well. I was I was allowed to come into like our lab meeting, so okay. you know, you see, they presented every single week, so you learned to see how what the group was doing, mm. and they were very good. The PhD students at showing what they were doing or like tell me a bit about it, so I could learn about other stuff. It's it's kind of related to bits of our modules, but not really. And then I had to present in the last meeting, so it's sort of was a mini introduction if you were a PhD student what yeah, you'd be doing which yeah. I think was really cool as well to yeah. like give you like aspirations for the future yeah. to be like this is what you could be doing in two years time yeah. three years time yeah and did you find that doing the projects as well kind of helped you to put what you'd learned in the, the sort of prior two and a half years into practice a bit more too did it make sense yeah. of what you'd studied and yeah because for mine mine was like tested with like the DSC and mm-hmm. the FTIR like which I had obviously again what you learn about and like how it'll be used yeah. but you don't actually get to see yeah. it yeah. yeah so then actually when i was writing mine up i had to say like this peak could be this or this could be this and getting somebody to talk you through that whole process while you're doing it yeah. is great because it's so good like it's great in the lectures to learn about it but you're not getting that like what could that be yeah. and getting talked through it which i like i find the people that i was working with were like so helpful and anything that i had issues with it was like no problem we'll, we'll get it sorted so yeah. I wasn't really allowed to touch anything because of the machines like I was working with. Right, okay. So I was just a lot of like watching because okay. obviously I, I was not going to break a 3D printer. <laughs> so <laughs> I just yeah. Yeah, I would just sit there but like it was great to see yeah. like and I was allowed to do certain things yeah. within certain regions but like it wasn't like hands free. Like <laughs> yeah. I was allowed to make my implants but I wasn't allowed to print them. I had to yeah. make like the the yeah. resin for yeah. it. So. Which not a lot of people can say that they've yeah. been able to do. Well, Enigo was saying at graduation that he was like, "There's more work to be done." So I think Masood's still currently working yeah. on them, which is it's so crazy to hear that like something that you've like put time and effort into yeah. like actually might go further. Yeah, and this is what I was going to ask in terms of that 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 future work and things like that. You know, it's the the project that you're involved in are never really standalone. It's always something that it kind of moves on. And you're you're really contributing to the yeah. research that those groups are doing. You know, we we're speaking to the, the folks last week and they're going to conferences and contributing to research papers and I'm sure the work that you guys have done will be will be the same. So it's nice to have contributed to the literature. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's a really, really cool experience. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's like I found the review in final year very difficult to get my head around. Like yeah. what was expected of me? Right. What was I doing? How was I not talking about something else that somebody else had wrote? Mm-hmm. And then Annika was just like, you take a paper, I'm going to send you a paper, and you base it off that, and you change it into your own words, and you go and you look at other things that you might find interesting, and you add it in, yeah. but like, don't be trying. I think the lectures that you have, they're very like, don't be copying, yeah, absolutely. which obviously yeah. you're not trying to do, but then you're so afraid of copying yeah. that you are yeah. you don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah, so it's finding somewhere to start, but once you got that, I was like, okay, I get this. And then my mum was overreading mine, she was like, I'm still not quite sure what you're doing or what I'm supposed to be checking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, me neither. Yeah, yeah, I remember telling my mum, I was like, oh yeah, I was splitting my cancer cells and she's like, excuse me, <laughs> you were doing yeah, what? Doing Why what? are you touching cancer cells? Yeah, And this is the thing, right? It's, I think a lot of people who maybe aren't involved in it as much as you guys are, the stuff that you're doing seems, you know, the idea that you're 3D printing anything. Yeah. yeah. You're working with cancer cells and multiplying those up or working with sort of dangerous bacteria that some yeah. folks are doing, things like that is... It's all done safely. It's all done right yeah. with the right sort of research protocols. But it's nice to be able to say that you've done that because most yeah, it's really yeah. Cool. It was like coming home and being like, "Oh, mum, look at my implant." Like I was taking photos off them, and she's like, "Not really getting yeah. it." <laughs> <laughs> and like we came up with a new design today, and she's like, "It just looks the same as the last yeah, design." Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, right, okay." They didn't really share the same passion. No, <laughs> my mum was like, "I," she's like, "I wish I did something like that." But then it's like when I show her, she's like, 
Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the the burden of not understanding these yeah. things sometimes. It's always help there to help, but you know, yeah, shrugging their shoulders at the same yeah, time. Yeah, not emotional really sure. support. Can I go with you? Stop talking about this. <laughs> First yeah, time and, this week. And, and to come back, you know, the like so that's review as well. I mean, academic writing, communication skills are a big part of that project yeah. as well. I think a lot of people think it's a matter of getting into the lab, getting loads of data, and yeah. that's it. But it's you know the ability to communicate that way. It goes back to stuff that you would have both done on placement as well. It feels like it's never ending yeah. when you're yeah, doing yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it's like okay, you get one bit done, and then it's okay, your reviews due, and then okay, your research papers due, yeah. and then something else is due. And you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel like it's never done. But like, I think it's because the lab part is the most like hands-on you yeah. are ever in yeah. the course, mm-hmm. so it's great, and it's not like you're going in for like one to five, and you're hoping that the practical's done earlier because you want to <laughs> yeah, go, go home whereas this is like your work yeah, yeah. it's something that you want to be involved in and you've got like you've chose that project yeah, which that, is like the main yeah. thing that's that additional ownership yeah. of it, I, I think yeah. it teaches you resilience as well like I remember there was day I think there's some things we did three or four times and it still didn't work like yeah. ourselves just kept falling off the plate <laughs> and you know you're just like will you please just work enjoy research yeah. science particularly when you're working with any sort of biological thing or any sort of organism um, that's that the cancer cells yeah. working with microorganisms yeah they will do the exact opposite of what you want them to but do, it's good to get that I think when you're an undergrad so yeah. you don't go in to do further study and then hit it for the first time and have a meltdown like at least you've yeah. experienced it before yeah, so. you know most, most experiments go wrong before they start to go exactly. right it really does exactly. prepare you for the whatever you want to do mm. i think even if you didn't do a placement year yeah i think it's a good way of a snippet into what you could be doing if you just don't get the opportunity to go on a placement or if you didn't want to do a placement i think it's great because as i said like it's so hands-on yeah and you get that like teamwork vibe and you get to see people who are doctors or people who are you know professors getting to see how they work in a lab or you know what yeah. they're involved in yeah. which is really important yeah. so we've spent quite a lot of time talking about your all your fantastic study experiences and your research projects and the placement you've both done exceptionally well in the course which we're very proud of there's obviously a lot more to university and i know that covid has kind of put a bit of a, a dampener on that for you guys for a little bit of time but can you maybe talk to me about some highlights outside of the classroom maybe from your university experience in terms of things that have happened over the last three or four years um i would say we did a first year night out mm-hmm. which yeah. will always everybody because, will have fond yeah. memories of and it's like <laughs> that was i think that we did that on like the second of march or something yeah. I think it was we, like a few days before covid yeah, happened it was like, like my last night out anyways well, before yeah. complete like oblivious to what was happening yeah. in the world but it was nice yeah. because we all went out and we all had such fun. And then that meant when you were in practicals, it wasn't like, oh, the person you sat beside. Yeah. It was everybody. You sort of got yeah. to know people. And then the next day, I think we were in a physiology practical, uh, which was a good laugh because everybody was like, oh, my goodness. It was like where we had to eat glucose oh, or something. Was, yeah, yeah, and then you had to measure it in your... New Year, right? New Year, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. sort of all practicals for it to be after a night out. Yeah. It was just like... Always, always a favourite practical but like, we, I did the mystery turn first year as well. Wasn't really sure what that was supposed to be. And then when I was messaging my mum at like two o'clock in the morning to be like, can you please come get me? Like we're home now. She was like, is this a joke? I thought I'd be home at like 10 o'clock or something. But like they do a lot. I would say because of this year, I felt like our year is like separated from the year above mm-hmm. now. or And you're not really in the year that you're in because yeah. we're third year. Sure. Um, I know there is opportunities within school to do the formals and mystery tours, but... We, I didn't do anything this year because I just felt like it wasn't my year group okay. anymore. Yeah. But there is the opportunity to do it. I know you did the formal yes, last I year. Yes, I did the formal last year, which I was on placement at the time, so it was quite nice to come back. And a lot of our year group we sort of first year yeah, with, it was there last year. 
Um, so it was really, really nice because we had a couple of tables just of the BSC students. Um, yeah, so it was good fun. I would say, like, I found this year we had to do a lot of coursework. That was group work for one of our modules mm-hmm. anyway. And we used the SU a lot, which was good. We okay. went and did the study rooms. Great. And it was, I, mean, I don't know if it was work or if it was a good laugh. Yeah. Do you know, like, yeah. it meant that everybody took part. And yeah. It meant that everybody was there doing their part for the group work. And at the same time, you're getting to know people because there was a couple of people from the year below that were, well, now our year, I guess. Yeah. But like it was really good because if that group work hadn't been there, I don't know if the same effort would have been made to like create because there only was I think six of us in the end, okay. so like it was small. So usually when there was group work, it was usually the pharmacy ones, yeah. Yeah. and then us. Yeah. Like we weren't ever broke up because there was such small yeah, numbers of yeah, us. So like you had to get used to each other, you had to like each other, you had to, <laughs> <laughs> do you know. But it was good, yeah. like because we were off and essentially second year and you weren't getting yeah. that in like person experience I thought that was a good way to bring it yeah, back absolutely yeah I also joined um the hockey club at okay. Queen's um which was a really really great experience like if you do play sport I definitely recommend coming to play it for uni because you sort of you get to meet people from all different ages um and all different courses as well so I played there from my first three years and then did play this year just because it's a lot of commitment and final year is heavy <laughs> but yeah I loved it it's it was a great social aspect for me because there were socials pretty much most weeks and then you're away playing every single Saturday with like a really good brunch of girls um and then you also got advice from like older people because I, when I was in first year there was my captain was family year or people doing mm. masters and stuff yeah so it's really good to like meet people at different stages and you know hear about what else other people are doing so I would definitely recommend doing something like that completely away from your studies because you're here to study but university there's so many clubs and you'd be silly not to get involved absolutely yeah it's that that social aspect is the big part of the university experience right like obviously there's you know that thing that COVID thing again kind of stopped a little bit to that but it's good to hear that both of you did what you could to to, yeah make friends well I continued to live out even through COVID okay right even though like I only live 30 minutes away, my mum was like, you need to have that experience. Mm, yeah. Um. So in second year, I lived with a girl who was doing pharmacy mm-hmm. and then a girl who was doing electrical engineering. So like that was good because in second year, you're still doing a lot of the same things as the pharmacy one. So like we were able to like talk to each other about things because we weren't in person. I found that was great yeah. because I felt like if I hadn't, because I had people who were from... One of my friends, Laura, and she was messaging me to be like, how are you getting on with this? But you weren't seeing each other in yeah, person. Yeah. But it was nice to live with somebody yeah. who was in the same boat and, you know, having that reassurance that you're doing okay. And then even seeing somebody who's doing something completely different and yeah. they were having the live lectures every day. So, like, she would have to be up and go to either, like, a live recording mm-hmm. or, like, half of them were able to go at certain points yeah, yeah. and not all of yeah. them. Like, they had to do, like, sort of, like, a flip-flop effect mm-hmm. of, like, sometimes they were allowed to go in. Yeah. But, and then third year placement I lived out and I lived with people I knew from like I was like we went to girl guides together so again different people and it's been nice because it was nice to create memories with other people while being at uni you know keeps you sane yeah exactly (laughs) being able to go home and like do like the issue quiz and stuff is always nice yeah that's the thing it's it's finding those little bits in amongst the busyness that you kind of use to decompress a little touch and kind of I would say make the the most of September (laughs) because then after (laughs) that it's crazy it's nose to the grindstone stuff well said you passed the test (laughs) that's exactly the sort of responsible approach that you want to hear students taking so that's been great I I guess you know we're now back to the present day graduation was Monday you guys have got your parchments that are hopefully framed and on the walls and everybody's happy I said to my mum about framing it but I don't know see I actually got sold on placement one piece 
piece of advice I took away is some guy did frame his mm-hmm. and whatever way he framed it, he couldn't open it again. <laughs> and he had to go to a job interview with his degree in certificate in a frame. Well, so my he mom, told me do not do that oh. because yeah, yeah, she lost hers it. and had to pay for a new one because one of her jobs looked for it and then after she got the job she found it so she'd pay it for like it's it's so two of the same the, the documentation you sometimes have to bring but yeah well maybe a photocopy and a free yeah it's just a, good to have it I think I'll take a photocopy and then the real copy can go up yeah. and then surely a bit like a company has to take the copy yeah, look at it and take stock of, of all the hard work over over the last four years so whether we're framing these certificates or not, right? We, we now have a passport into your careers and, and sort of the future. Um, how is that going to be looking for both of you? What are the plans? You know, we're about to move into the summer period, but I know that there are things ahead for, for both of you. So, Zara, maybe start with yourself in terms of what the future looks like. Um, so I'm going to do a master's in molecular biology and biotechnology. Oh. Um, just I didn't really want to go straight into work, and I am sort of thinking about doing a PhD. So I just thought, I went through the application PhD process this year, but didn't get interviewed for um, the DOV funding. Okay. And it's quite hard to get funding. There doesn't seem to be much of it around anyway. Well, and it was the same. She looked at it and a lot of our course as well. So I thought, get the master's, have them speak to lectures, and then see where we go from there. Yeah. I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah. But so yeah, I thought master's that. would be a good start. Okay. And where do you see yourself? generally kind of working you know in the future do you like the idea of working in industry is it more research I think research like I did enjoy industry but I'd love to be doing research I think the project sort of really showed me is that's what I want to do um so I'm gonna make a good go of that before good try anything else I'm sure you will um Ellen what about yourself yeah so as I was saying I applied for the DFE funding and I got through to like the interview stage and then I got put in the reserve list for a project with Enico um but I then was contacted by Gavin Andrews so I'm hoping to start a PhD with him in September October time which will be for anti-malarial drugs for children so yeah so kind of going back to all that positive stuff from the research projects again, yeah but I just couldn't let go of it just yet yeah <laughs> that's right and it's, it's you know, a PhD is a good way to kind of take that enjoyable part of the I think if I look project. back at myself in high school that's what I wanted to do okay and then as you progress through the course, like, get me out of this. I just want to get done. Like, the thought of having to, like, apply for anything else yeah. or the stress of anything else was too much. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. And I had had a talk with my mum. It must have been about Christmas time. And she says, well, you're going to have to make a decision because I got the job offer with Almac. Okay. And I was really happy to go back there. And I said, like, it's 20 minutes from home. There's free car parking. Like, they're going to build a gym. It's going to have everything I need. All the positive. Yeah. I go back to my friends, but fine. And then Enigo was like, I'd really like you to do a PhD with me. I said, okay. Hadn't really thought about it. Like, mm-hmm. I sort of like cleared that out of my mind. So then it was back in my mind. And then you have to apply, like, pretty early. Yeah, because yeah. I was the same. I hadn't even crossed. And then it was Professor Morton said to me, why don't you apply for it? And it yeah. was, okay, it's due, like, in two weeks. Yeah. So it was very, like, <laughs> and then there was other ones at Ulster. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is yeah. too much. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. so I didn't even apply for anything else. I just so. applied for that one because I thought, like, I've worked in the lab. I know the people in the lab. Yeah. I know what I'm kind of going to be doing. Beth was in our year who now is with Enigo, his mm-hmm. PhD student from last year. So, like, I knew her experience. Yeah. And I knew, like, I'd enjoy that. And then, obviously, it's a bit disheartening when you don't get it. But it's just, there was so limited spaces this yeah. year. Yeah. And a lot of like people that were doing like the projects didn't have additional funding yeah. to give. So then when Gavin contacted me, I was I was still like closed off. I was back to Almac. I was like, I can't <laughs> I can't do any of this. Like I've already made my mind up. I'm moving home. Like <laughs> thinking about free parking. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what am I gonna do to come up here? But um 
I had like a Teams call with him just before the exam period and he sort of talked me through it and he said, it's with a company in France. I think it'd be really good. Like, and I was like, yeah, it sounds amazing. Like I'd never really thought I'd yeah. want to go to France or like to like work. And I just said to him, I said, I don't have any French. So do I need to learn something? He said, maybe not for first year, but you might need to. But that's not good. Another string to the bow. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, add it all on. <laughs> but like that's great to hear. And you know, you come back to what you'd said, where you know, when you were at school and you're thinking about the thing that you wanted to be yeah. doing, you know, whenever you're into your career, and that's what you're now doing. Yeah. So, yeah, the the plans ahead seem really exciting for both of you. It's going to be very interesting. To it see finishes up that. very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you start finally year, and then it's like you think about jobs. And the next thing you're finished, like you're yeah. sitting your exams. I think so that no was time the whole thing think. for me. It was like Almac. It was there. I didn't have to stress about it. I didn't have to apply. I just was just had to finish uni. I think that's what put me off a PhD was because that was like that was middle of our research project. Oh, it was stressful. And it was like yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to do this. You need to do this and submit a video of you speaking oh, okay. to narrow it down. Right. So I was like, right, this is it. Like I do I've not have time for this. Mix, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like the process. It's straightforward enough, but when you have other things on your mind, you just want it done. Yeah. yeah. And you also need the support of the person you're applying for. So, you know, you need them to not be busy to give yeah. you time. But obviously, they're very busy people. And that's part of that professional thinking too, which is, you know, working to those tight timelines and yeah. other people to yeah. kind of do their bits you definitely too. get used to that in final year. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> skill set to have in terms of being able to keep You feel like you working. don't have enough time in final year. Yeah. Like you need about a 10-day week to get around everything. <laughs> yeah, it really does go on the back of the it'll, it'll be the same whenever you start moving into your master's and your PhD yeah, programs as well. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it will. That's what everyone's going, are you mad? Why are you going back? Yeah, another year, another three Yeah, everybody's like, did you not, like, literally, were you not so stressed? I'm like, oh, there's no exams this time. There's no exams. <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep it's always the exam but it's always always the big struggle with these things well look that's really exciting i'm i'm genuinely delighted for both of you to hear that you're going to be moving on to to even more exciting things really excited to see what you guys both do uh, in the coming years into the future i guess just to maybe wrap the conversation up um, what I had asked um, Matthew and Sean last week, and I'll ask both of you, is if you imagine that you've got maybe a, somebody who's thinking about doing pharmaceutical sciences, pharmaceutical biotechnology, they're thinking maybe about a plan and putting that application in for next year. What's the sort of one nugget of advice that you would give that person who was thinking about doing that in terms of whether they, they go for it, whether they make the jump? I'd say just do it because you're not going to regret it. And I think that both of these courses are so they give you so many opportunities and everyone in the school of pharmacy is so helpful and i think all the staff have because it's such a small course you get to know them really really well so you do have like a small sort of family like relationship yeah. and especially like in your family you really really feel that so i just do it because it I, I don't regret it at all and i was really unsure like i was sitting there being like oh i and i thought about leaving and changing but i'm so glad i didn't because i think it, it is one of the best courses you can do I think you've got to know that it doesn't end with the degree. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not doing the three or four years and then that's you set up. I think if you want to be something different, if you want to go further, you're going to have to take that step. Yeah. It's not, there is an amazing amount of jobs, but you're going to have to apply for a master's or apply for a PhD or do your placement year and see what you want to do. Because I think if I didn't do my placement year, I would have just went to Almac this year or applied, tried to apply for Almac and I had a great time and I had no issue going back but I don't know if that's a two-year thing a four-year thing or how long that would have went on before I would have said I need to do more Mm -hmm. so it's a great thing to do is your placement year and then you've got your mind made up and you can do that thing while you're really young and still be done your PhD or your master's Mm -hmm. whatever 
in your 20s Absolutely. without the stress yeah. of everything else exactly yeah it really comes down to sort of opening doors for yeah what it is that you want to do i think that's the key this this degree will open doors a lot of doors and yeah. it's not narrowing you into one thing so that's i think it's a good if you're not sure what you're gonna do I it's not like you're gonna thing. be a dentist or a doctor or you're you're not set up with this one thing you can that's go specialize in yeah. something else which i thought was the reason i wanted to do it because mm-hmm. i wasn't quite sure what area of research in high school that I wanted to be involved in I just know that I wanted to be something and that was interesting that would keep me motivated mm-hmm. and you find that out through your course like what areas you like and what areas you just like yeah yeah <laughs> it's important too right? yeah it's important to know those things well look I- I'm delighted that that a few more doors have now opened for both of you um again really excited to see what what happens it'll be exciting to see both of you hopefully kicking around the school of pharmacy in the next few months time again in different capacities so um, I think at, at this stage I'll, I'll just say thanks very much again to both of you for coming in I know things are things are busy you're still um, riding off the high of um, graduation on Monday as well so I appreciate you taking the time to come in and have a chat with me today so yeah it really leaves me just to say thanks very much to Ellen and to Zara um, and to all of you for listening at home um, this is the, the second of our two graduation podcasts so we'll hopefully have more of these uh, coming down the track in, in the years to come as we speak to more students who are coming through the programmes but for now I'll say thanks very much to everyone listening at home and we'll hopefully see you on the next podcast thanks very much for now